Patriot fans of the world, what is up? It is Davey Yo here, and this is episode six of the You Got Served podcast. We got six episodes, guys. It's a six-pack. It doesn't feel like six, though. It's gone by fast. We got a gang of three today, and joining me as always is BBC In Memoriam, Tom. What's up, Tom? How's everybody doing? I hope uh, everybody's enjoying the nice weather as things begin to open up a little bit here. And, uh, you know, um, things are looking good weather-wise. Basking in the New England sunshine. So that's a good thing. And we have a special guest here today. I have no idea how I got this guy to come on my podcast. Clearly, I'm more persuasive (laughs) than I thought I was. This guy is the editor-in-chief of full press coverage he is a strong twitter presence and strikes fear into the hearts of haters everywhere ian glendon what's up ian how are we guys how are we doing today guys and i you know i i must say uh i i feel honored that this is the sixth episode in honor of the patriots six super bowl championships that uh you know i'm coming <laughs> on so so i appreciate that i i don't know if that was intentional or not but uh, at the very least, I think it was in your subconscious. I must confess, I actually didn't even think of that. Yeah, neither did I. Look at that. I didn't even think of it, but I should have. So good. So appreciate that. Well, anyway, our format here is the same as always. We've got two rounds. Round one, line them up. Round two, knock them down. Each week, we'll have a different topic. And in the first round, we'll make a list of every possible argument that a hater could make about that topic. And in the second round, we'll blow those hot takes up one by one. And today's episode, this is going to be a good one. We're going to talk about the allegations of cheating against the New England Patriots. This is an important one too, guys, because we've all debated people on Twitter about the New England Patriots. It's pretty much how we all know each other. And think about it. Every time you slap somebody down, you shoot down whatever their point was, what's the first thing they say? Cheaters. You guys are cheaters. (laughs) And they fall back. It's their default position. It's their automatic fail-safe go-to. So it's very important that we look at each one of these allegations and we just really take it apart. Because the more you know about these the less water they hold. And it means a lot. If you go out and talk to just about any Patriots fan, they know the facts. They know the details, right? If you're talking about footballs, they know about the PSI and they know about all the various details on the allegations and everything. And that tells you a lot right there. The fact that they want to know what happened and they know what happened, that tells me right there that These are not worth the paper they're printed on. So without any further ado, let's head right into round one. So, Tom, we're going to kick it off with you. We'll go around the horn. Just put on your hater hat and come up with your best cheating allegation. Go ahead, Tom. All right. Well, you know, there's a for this one, you know, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that I could pick from. I mean, there's a lot of obvious ones. I'm going to stay clear of that. For right now mm-hmm. um i am gonna i am gonna tell you one that i have actually it, it has been used a lot 
more than I ever imagined. Um, I hear a lot, and it makes me laugh to even say this, but I do, pe- I do think people seriously think this. I have heard that during Super Bowl 51, the walkthrough, there was a drone that was flying <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. The Falcons, right. the Falcons walkthrough practice, I do believe. There was a drone that was flown over. And yeah. as soon as that story broke, oh man, did people go crazy. And no. it was well, it was quick Yep, and it was quickly, you know, I don't know if we save this for the next round, but it was quickly debunked. But in any event, um and people still say this, it's, people will still bring this up, even though it has been completely debunked, that the Patriots flew a drone over the Super Bowl 51 Falcons walkthrough, which yes, is why, the- one of the reasons why we won the Super Bowl. And I actually have another one for that, but I'll, I'll save that for, the, for my next turn. Yeah, and that's the important thing here, Tom. It doesn't matter if it was verified or not. We can make whatever allegation we want here. And that's a common theme. But the Patriots flew a drone over Super Bowl 51, over the Super Bowl 51 walkthrough practice. Okay, I like it. I, that's a good way to kick it off. All right, Ian, what's your well, first cheating allegation? Well, since, since we're uh, steering clear of the, uh, you know, the, the top ones, the number one overall picks, I'm going to go kind of out, out of the blue. And this was always a, a favorite of mine because – this one in particular shows the the foresight and the the just the ability to to see years into the future if if you mm-hmm. were to believe this but this is the uh the all important uh, all important placement of the video screen at CBS scene uh if you remember <laughs> very briefly it popped up as a uh uh issue for for some fans because only the patriots could see it now again you you, you got to figure that um, when when the planning began for Gillette Stadium, uh, it, it was not when Bill Belichick was there. Uh, mm-hmm. You would have to somehow figure that he would see into the future, uh, know that this would somehow be an advantage to him. And then I kind of lose where their argument goes from there. But it, it was something that popped up more than once. And 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 generally, um, if it pops up more than once, it's it's going to pop up several times because, hey. They all spout the same thing, and that was always one of my favorites because it was so ridiculous. But if it were true, it, it would it would make Bill Belichick and the Patriots just this incredible uh, uh, organization that could tell the future. And uh, that, that's actually yes, uh, yeah. So in other words, the allegation here is they placed a video screen outside of the CBS scene restaurant so mm-hmm. that the coach, so that Bill Belichick could watch replays. On the big screen, yeah, uh, that were being w- shown on television. W- without the uh, uh, the the opposing, I think the opposing team could not see them. Um, th- this was one of those um, uh, accusations that it didn't have a lot of legs. But again, when when we're talking about the Patriots, pretty much anything you says you say is um, mm-hmm. I swear I'm an editor and I I can speak properly. Uh, right. Anything you say uh, on Twitter becomes a, a matter of fact and not an allegation. So hey. It was said, it was reported, I believe, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there you have yes. it. Yes, yes, guilty until proven innocent. All right, well, let's keep in, in keeping with this obscure 
path that we're on here. I got one for you. The Patriots bugged their opponents' locker rooms. Yeah. Wow. And there was even a story, and I believe this was in the Seth Wickersham story, our friend Seth Wickersham, who <laughs> told the story that Peyton Manning asked his coaches to meet with him in the hallway outside the locker room because he was afraid that there were bugs. Yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Patriots bugged opponent's locker room. All right, we're back at the top of the order here. So, Tom, go ahead, give us another cheating allegation. All right, I'm gonna. This is another one that gets brought up. Um, and again, I'm, I'm stay, staying clear of low hanging fruit for right now. But um, mm-hmm. Super Bowl Fifty One, um, there was an instance where Mike Shanahan was missing a playbook, and it uh-huh. was and it was um, uh, said that it was indeed one of the Patriots. The, the whole this whole story was concocted, by the way. Uh, it was the Patriots that stole the playbook. Okay, Patriots stole the playbooks. Good. Yep. And, yeah, even good. Though, I love it. Even, even though, though the, the Falcons found the playbook within an hour, and it was in a place where uh, it was not stolen, it was left behind, and it wasn't touched. But, no, it was the Patriots that stole the playbook, which is why, combined with flying a drone over their practice, they beat the, the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Yes. Clearly, that explains the whole thing. All right. All right, Ian. What do you got? Well, see, I'm, I'm going to play off your first one a little bit because you, you say they bug the locker rooms. Well, I say every single time there's a game at Gillette, something happens with the headsets. Yes. And, and, and you know, that's, that's something if, uh, again, if you... If you know me on Twitter and, and follow me on Twitter, there's one person in particular I like to engage with. He happens to have a dog face as an avatar. I think we all know who we're talking about, who I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he's from Buffalo. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I think that's enough. Uh, uh, th- that's enough clues for everyone to figure out who it is. But uh, <laughs> he seems to contend that uh, there's um, too many examples of the headsets going out and uh of of me not understanding how radio waves work and how you can hack into the the radio and blah 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 they they heard the patriots uh, uh game day broadcast on the headset i mean the list goes on but you know each and every week i mean i feel like once or twice we hear about oh well you know the headsets went out so they had to take it down in seattle or 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 in dallas or in you know washington and it's like but nope it's only when the Patriots uh, right are participating is when it, it becomes a big deal. And hey, you can thank Mike, Mike Tomlin for that one. Yeah, yep. there was a great there was a great meme, and I'll I'll get off this because we're on round one. But somebody made a meme of Mike Tomlin. It wasn't me. I wish it was me. But it <laughs> said, "I'm not saying the Patriots made it rain. I'm just saying it's strange that it started raining." okay mine we're gonna get a little less obscure right now but this is another one it's kind of in keeping with what tom said but i think this is another wickersham one stealing game plans Mm -hmm. from the opponent's locker room so when they're playing in foxborough they wait until the game starts everybody's out on the field and they send a spy or an employee into the opponent's locker room to steal game plans. 
There you it, go. It, yep. I remember. It's br- yep. It's brilliant, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because opposing coaches are unable uh, are unable to adapt to uh, 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 things that happen during the game, so they have to follow a very strict game plan. So. Yeah, right. You know, that's, that's unfortunate. Right. And I even heard that <laughs> some teams planted fake game plans yeah. in the locker room. <laughs> they planted. This is a rumor, of course. This was one of the eighty-seven anonymous sources that ESPN and SI used. Back up to the top of the order, Tom. Yeah. So another one um, in the two thousand sixteen season, or, or I believe the timeline is the two thousand seventeen. AFC Championship game at Gillette between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Patriots. Mm -hmm. Uh, The New England Patriots sent an employee to the Boston Hotel that the Steelers were staying at the night before the game and pulled the fire alarm at 3 (laughs) a.m. Pulled the fire alarm. I remember that one. I do remember. You brought that back. I I had forgotten about that one. That's a good one, Tom. All right, Ian, you're up. Well, okay, I'm going a little less obscure, but I'm going part one of a, a two-part series here. and mm-hmm. It's uh, part one of Spygate, or it could be part one or part two, but it's the taping walkthroughs. The, hey, they went down, they filmed the Rams walkthrough, they filmed the Eagles walkthrough, they filmed the Panthers walkthrough, and you're not going to tell Marshall Far- Falk otherwise. That's right. Tape the walkthrough prior to the Super Bowl had inside information, and son of a gun, they ended up winning those games. All right, let's keep on that path. Let's go with Spygate, the original, the OG Spygate. (laughs) We're going to call it OG Spygate, taping opponents' defensive signals. They gained an unfair competitive advantage. Cheating. Cheaters. Cheater, cheater, cheaters. (laughs) I... I tweeted at Wickersham and he blocked me because I, I read his article and I did a control F being the geek that I am. And I searched for the word cheat and I found 27 instances of the <laughs> word cheat in his article. And I tweeted at him and said, do you get a lollipop for every time you use the word cheat? And he blocked me. <laughs> Back up to the top of the order, Tom. All right. Um, this one, I don't know if you could consider this cheating. Um, mm-hmm. but I just got to bring it up because it's, it, it makes me laugh. And the reason why is because I just thought of this press conference Bilicek had um, mm-hmm. regarding to Flakegate that made me laugh, and it is that the Patriots <laughs> purposely served opponents warm Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I bring that up because I was thinking back to that press conference about the Flakegate, yeah. and somebody had asked Bilicek, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, people saying that your team cheated or something like that? And I don't remember verbatim, but he had mentioned, you know, this is all just foolishness to the point where we're being accused of serving warm drinks. <laughs> yeah. It just made me laugh because you could tell how pissed off he was. Yeah. Um, and I just it just popped into my head. I'm, I was like, you know what? The warm drinks. <laughs> Can you believe that somebody put that in an article? They wrote it. It made it through however many rounds of editing, and somebody actually published this in a, it, in a grown-up sports publication. If you would have asked me five years ago, I would have said no. But 
now yeah absolutely <laughs> i just i read peter king's article today and uh, i realized that anything is possible oh yeah right possible I I sorry wow uh yeah i've been trying to push this uh you know david pasternak anything is possible thing well right. apparently uh, it is completely taken over my ability to say possible because i instinctively just said possible so folks you heard that right i i didn't just completely screw up the word possible i I just felt like I needed to explain that so they don't think I'm an idiot. <laughs> you're you're forgiven. We all okay, know the thank expression. You. <laughs> Everybody from up here knows everything okay, is good. possible. So go ahead. You're excellent. Up. All right. Well, you know what? You brought it up already, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer on the big one. Deflate gate. I mean yep. this this yep. was a intricate scheme that basically came down to ninety seconds of a guy in his fifty fifties in the bathroom. Um mm -hmm. and it, it, it turned into a two year uh <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Uh, <laughs> just a, a complete mess of an investigation from yeah. uh, coverage to the actual investigation to the court. It, everything about it was was just it, absolutely nuts. And guess what? The Patriots came out rosy on both ends of it because they won yeah. the Super Bowl the year that they were, quote unquote, accused. And the revenge yeah. tour ended in, well, another Patriots Super Bowl, that's Super Bowl 51. So, you know what? At the end of the day, I hey. Good for the Patriots. I like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, give give Tom Brady four weeks off and piss him off. That was a good <laughs> strategy. So yeah, they deflated footballs to gain a competitive advantage. Now this is interesting because there's a couple of ways that they gain supposedly gained it. One of them was if it was softer, it was easier to grab onto and hold onto, so it would it would cause a reduction in the number of fumbles. And Warren Sharp. <laughs> from Sharp Football Analysis, my buddy there did a whole, you remember this? He did a oh, whole yeah. <laughs> analysis, the fumble analysis of how it was basically statistically impossible that the Patriots could fumble as little as they actually did during the years up to that game. So the Warren Sharp Fumble Analysis, and then of course, not that we want to, you know, we want to tease a little child but you remember there was a kid in florida from tampa <laughs> yeah who did a science experiment and he came up with the results I, I believe it was his mother and his sister where he gave them two footballs one was overinflated and one was underinflated and and they could throw the underinflated footballs farther so that was proof that tom brady got a competitive advantage because his mother and sister could throw the footballs farther and so what else is there? The fumbles, the throwing it farther, and I'd say those are those are the main two uh, uh, advantages. You know, yeah, because well, <laughs> excuse me. At the same time, too, you could sit there and argue that with less air in the ball, there's less ability for the ball to travel. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you know, uh, further. So again, you know, those who are saying, "Oh, he's doing it," so uh, you know, he has a better grip. Well, you know, he's also taking away his ability to throw. I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard to keep up with the logic with some of these things. But Yeah, and um, most of the time, you know, when you start to ask, you start to try to probe it a little bit and say, what's, mm -hmm. what is the advantage over a underinflated football? And usually they punt to, well, it's against the rules and they broke the rules. Yeah. And my yeah, point was, no logic. It's, it's illegal to wear orange cleats too. Is it a competitive <laughs> advantage? So, all right, but anyway, this is round one, so we're going to say they deflated footballs to gain a competitive advantage. 
I believe that brings up me, and I am going to bring up Spygate Part 3. You know Spygate ah. Part 3? I believe it's still ongoing, correct? <laughs> yes, Spygate 3, and that is the Patriots videotaped the Cincinnati Bengals sideline from the press yep. box. Yep. And they gained valuable knowledge in doing so. <laughs> Quote-unquote right? knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tom. All we're right. on fire I, here. We're on, we're we're cranking. Unless unless something else pops into my head, this will probably be my last one. Um, okay. But um, and, and this is not a joke. I have I have actually been told this. And do you guys remember? It was I want to say two or three seasons ago when the Patriots faced the Falcons in the regular season at Gillette. This mm-hmm. was after Super Bowl 51. So the, the season, I believe it was the season we were on the way to Super Bowl 52. We played okay. the Falcons. So there was a tremendous amount of fog in that oh. game. There was a tremendous amount of fog in that game. Okay? Yep, I know. I was actually told that the New England Patriots purposely used fireworks. <laughs> So yeah. that the smoke yep. would compound with the fog to make it even harder to see on the field. <laughs> Didn't Julio Jones say that? Wasn't it I don't Julio remember. Jones? Someone, I don't remember who brought it up, but somebody said that they did it purposely, knowing that how much fog there was and it would, it would mess the Falcons up because the Patriots – can communicate on the field at Gillette better or something or other. Mm-hmm. And it was literally one of the most laughable things I think I've ever heard. Uh, Love that I, one. That's great. I, I have a confession that it was me. I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings and, you know, you know, the guy behind the bar, you, 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 you give him an <laughs> extra tip. He pumps in the fog. No, actually half of that's true. <laughs> I, I remember watching that game. I was actually at a Buffalo Wild Wings as I was watching it with a, uh, a friend of mine or a group, but you know, one of my friends was a Falcons fan, fan, and I won a hundred dollars that night. So I, I, I nice. remember that night very, uh, very fondly. So, and speaking of that, you're up, Ian. So go for it. Oh man, I think I think we're I think we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and the fact that we we spent nearly thirty minutes talking about all the cheating scandals scandals was was really kind of uh or. or supposed scandals. I don't know if 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 we're supposed to pretend like uh, <laughs> they actually did it at this point, but um. They're all real, man. They're all real. Of course, of course. Okay. All right. So they're all real. Oh, man. I'm really, really digging here, you know, because I, I, I think we, we obviously got Deflategate. We got mm-hmm. all, all three spy gates, one, two, mm-hmm. and three. Um, although, you know, again, the third one was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know, Home Alone 3. It just didn't really, you know, have the same. <laughs> it didn't really have the same excitement as the first two different casts, the whole deal. Uh, Going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of, you know, whatever. I, I think, honestly, I, I think we might have hit them all because I, I unless I'm missing one, unless you unless you have one in the reserve that I, I'm not thinking of, but we got, I, I mean, we got warm Gatorade. Oh, I have got... one. I have one. Oh, okay. okay well, well, do you okay, guys so remember when, if... um, do you guys remember when um, that fan from Gillette um, put the laser pointer in Tom Brady's eye? Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. That actually <laughs> happened in Kansas City. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> You must have been thinking about the crowd, the fake crowd noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong team. Yes. 
and the way they opened the doors so that the winds would swirl in and cause the kicker to miss <laughs> field goal. All right. So, and remember that time the Patriots used the walkie-talkie on the sidelines to talk to Tom Brady? <laughs> right. Okay, I was actually going to bring that up. <laughs> okay, so we do have a couple, couple more here. The discarded evidence. So we, this is in connection with the Spygate tapes. We hear this all the time. Oh, destroyed yeah. tapes. <clears throat> destroyed tapes. They're in cahoots with Roger Goodell. We can all tell that they're in cahoots with Roger because he's done such good things for us. <laughs> so that's it. Now, Tom, do you have one or was you just being facetious a minute well, ago? I was, just being, I, I was just being facetious. But the other one, I don't know if this is cheating either, but I think the funny thing was to the, uh, Super, the last Super Bowl against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was some people making a deal out of um, Bilicek having that conversation with the ref on when the um, on the when the roof was going to close. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. They were having that conversation, but that that's pretty minute. Well, I I actually I have I have one kind of I guess in the same thing, but we've all seen the picture of uh, the ref in the in the celebration of mm-hmm. uh, the Patriot Circle. Now everyone always oh look it's the ref. So well, if you actually watch the clip. Basically, he's just telling everyone, get the hell out of the way, and he just walks right through. But hey, you know, yeah. cheating. Uh, it's cheating. The refs, the New England refs. So. Actually, I do have one now that I, now that I think of it. And this doesn't <laughs> right, go involve, ahead. Go ahead. Th- th- this doesn't involve uh, like the Patriots of Bilicek in the Brady era, but what about um, the snowplow? Yep. Ah. That was one of my two. Oh, sorry. I took your, I took you- your thunder away. <laughs> you took my thunder. <laughs> So the snowplow game, they go ahead, explain what that is, Tom. I'm not going to. Um, if I remember correctly, that was, um, there was an ex-convict. Uh, it, mm. it, was, it was snowing pretty hard, tough to play. They were going to kick a field goal, and the ex-convict came out with the snowplow and mm-hmm. plowed away the snow so that they could kick the field goal. Uh, and you know who they were playing against? Were they playing against the Dolphins? Yes. Okay, yeah, all right, I remember. And yep. uh, now we can we can mention this during. Actually, we can't mention this during round one because there's a little bit of uh, detail around it. But the snowplow game, very well known. And I got one other one that we have not mentioned yet. Again, kind of borderline cheating, but the ineligible receivers. Oh no, I I'll, I'll oh that's count right. Yeah, I will count yep. it. You know Versus, why I count oh, that? 2014. Why? Because I mean, again, that you don't talk. People talk about it like uh, they circumvented the the rule book. You right. Know, that that's a popular word to use. They circumvented the rules. Like they, right. you know, Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh gets up there and, and you know complains and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's definitely a good one. Good, great. I think we got everything here. We got seventeen allegations here. We have to have covered everything. There couldn't possibly be <laughs> anything else. So now let's move right on to round two. Let's start at the beginning. The Patriots flew a drone over Super Bowl 51, walk through practice, and they gained valuable information. What's our response to that? Let's blow this one up. What did this, was this actually investigated and debunked, guys? Yes, it was. Um, I'm just pulling it up right here. Uh, caught someone flying a drone over the practice. Um, uh, security officers ended up grounding it, and it actually ended up being um, just somebody flying it that was at the campus. At the, it was at Rice University. Okay. So it was just somebody who was there flying a drone? 
Someone right. was there flying a drone, and it was quickly debunked, and people still use it today. Okay, how about number two? Patriots placed a video screen, strategically placed it so that he could watch replays, so that Belichick could watch the replays that were being shown on live TV. Ian, as you pointed out, Bill Belichick was not even with the Patriots yet, so this would have had to have been something that was done by ownership slash Robert Kraft slash Pete Pete Carroll. Carroll. (laughs) And my point is, there are aren't there people that they're talking to on the radios aren't they up in the press box and can't they watch the live television feed up there oh yeah i mean th- this would fall if we if we were <laughs> writing if we were writing a outline of of re- this would kind of fall under the umbrella of spygate which i'm sure we're going to talk you know original og spygate that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about in a little bit kind of under that umbrella of well what exactly are they obtaining that's not that's so secretive type of idea and and again i mean this is if you completely disregard the whole logical issues with this with with obviously uh brady being at at michigan and and belichick you know obviously not the head coach of the patriots and so on and so forth and again if you actually believe that belichick is has the ability to see in the future like that well there you go (laughs) it's not much else i can say about that yeah there's nothing we're ever going to talk you out of Good, great. So that's another one. Number three, the Patriots bugged their opponents' locker rooms. The way I respond to this one is the way I responded to a lot of the Wickersham allegations, which were, you got an anonymous source. We don't know how many anonymous sources you got. We don't know who they were. Even after the story came out, Mm -hmm. nobody went on the record to say, yeah, I think they were bugging me. Nobody put their name on an allegation, even at a time when it was a complete feeding frenzy. Anybody could have accused them of anything. Normally, you'd probably be branded as a spoil sport or a whiner to complain about this stuff. But if you were complaining about the Patriots, people would have eaten it up. And not one person, including Peyton Manning, I'm sure nobody ever stuck a microphone in his face and asked him to confirm the story. But you saw how he was when he played the Patriots that last time in 2015. You know, very conciliatory with Bill Belichick. I think this is my last rodeo, and thank you for you're a great coach. And, and he didn't look like a guy who was being spied on to me. So no. nobody, this is absolutely and totally unfounded, not one shred of evidence. It was reported in a, in a magazine story and it's an anonymous allegation, and there's ba- simply nothing to base it on. So, and that's what most of them are. And let's face it, you have you have people like Rob Parker um, who hate the Patriots, who are jealous of their success, that will say and perpetuate anything they possibly can to bring this dynasty down or to put the cheating allegations around them to minimize their accomplishments. I remember Parker saying many times that. Someday somebody's going to write the tell-all book um, on the Patriots and their scandals, and it's going to bring that that organization to its knees, and none of their championships will count. Well, guess what? All the players, all the coaches that have been in and out of that organization for 20 years that have turned over and not one person has ever come forward with anything that has Mm -hmm. ever 
been solidified, you know, to, to, to put these into place. So, and, and not, that's how it will be. And by the way, not everyone has left here on good terms either. Plenty of people left here pissed off at Belichick. And Ted Johnson is one that comes to mind. He was very, very critical of the New England Patriots after about the concussions and mm-hmm. supposedly being forced to get back out there on the field when he was injured and this and that. You would think that if a guy like Ted Johnson had any kind of dirt, that he'd be slinging it to anybody who would listen. Absolutely. Not Absolutely. any. We, we haven't heard one thing from anybody. Tom, I believe this one was yours. Super Bowl 51. Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. You said Mike, but I think you meant Kyle. He was, oh, missing, a, he was missing a playbook. The Patriots stole it. They used it to beat the Falcons. Right, Tom? Yeah, that's the reason why they won. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it, from my understanding, it was he he briefly lost it. It wasn't even it was a copy of a, a playbook. So who knows if it was even the real playbook? And it was a small story that that you know engulfed because it involved the Patriots. If it was mm-hmm. any other team, you wouldn't it wouldn't even be covered. Um, I think it was gone for not even more than a half an hour, and then it was then it was picked up. Um, it was ESPN, if I remember, that ran that story. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it, when when people you know say the Patriots cheated, it's always one of the ones that gets brought up. And it's the it's definitely you know the drone and the missing playbook are the reasons why um, Tom Brady played you know. Um, they, they played so poorly that in the first half, you know, because that was meant to be. They they automatically did that because they wanted to play <laughs> poorly so that they could cheat their way in at the end. That was the whole thing. So it was a master um, plan. Yeah, that was the big master plan. You know, always the big master plan with all of these, no matter what it is, is always fall behind or make it a close game. That's that's always <laughs> it. Here's the thing that I always wonder about. Now, of course, nobody took his playbook. They don't accuse anybody of taking his playbook. It was not investigated by the NFL. It's a complete nothing burger. But here's my point. What value could a playbook possibly have an hour before the game or whenever this was? Was this on game day that it was missing? No, no. It wasn't even game day. It was uh, maybe three or four days before him. So, I mean, maybe is the allegation that they took the playbook and then practiced it? practiced each play in the playbook you know how you know how they practiced that that butler play yeah the malcolm butler play i mean that was done weeks in advance right two weeks ahead of time and they practiced it and jimmy garoppolo beat butler on a practice play i just don't know if three or four days ahead of time even if it was stolen that would be enough time to get the entire team together and have a special practice just for that. Because you can't just open the book and do it. you got to sit there and break it down. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. If the Patriots stole the Falcons' playbook and actually saw what they were planning on doing at the end of the game, they would have mm-hmm. laughed and thought it was, it was a fake. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like, who would have sat there and said, okay, continue to throw the ball when all you got to do is run out the clock? <laughs> yeah, right. So... <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it, it's silly, but you know, like it went, like we've kind of hammered this this whole time. It's like when it comes to the Patriots, things just get magnified and then exaggerated, and then 
again, anything that's said becomes fact, and, and there's nothing you can say to deny it, or you're a homer, or you're from New England, so your your opinion doesn't matter. I actually looked it up, guys, yep. uh, real quick here. So here's the story. It was the Monday before the Super Bowl, so it was an entire week. Um, oh. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> lost his bag that contained the Super Bowl game plan, oh. it, and it was lost because a reporter mistakenly took it and brought it back to him within that half hour. So it was never taken out of the bag. Um, it was re- it was returned right back to him within a half an hour. You know what Fred Smurlis said one time? I don't remember where he went to college, but wherever he went to college, he said they stole somebody's playbook. They had the entire playbook, and he said it was useless. Because you don't know when they're going to – you can't – you can't install a defense for every play in the playbook, and you don't know when they're going to run a certain play. You could have every play in their whole playbook. You don't know which play they're going to run when. So just think about All right. that. Yep. All right, number five, jamming headsets. Yes. Come on, guys. They're jamming the headsets. They're stealing Whoa. the signals. This is, this is how they're doing it. Well, uh, aside from the fact that the NFL came out and uh, said that <laughs> these issues happen and, and this, they looked into it and nothing happened, um, it, it, that doesn't matter. The, the, the Patriots are still the only team that this has ever happened to. And of course, I'm joking. Uh, yep. It's very clear that this happens across the entire NFL. And it, it's just the, you know, it, it's, it's active technology. You know, we have active nature, active God. This is active technology. It just happens. And, uh, you know, the big hoopla about everything was the fact that, you know, hey, that you know, Mike Tomlin could hear the hear the uh, the radio, uh, the, the Patriots broadcast and the headsets. Mm-hmm. And he comes up there and mean mugs, you know, reporters and says, I said what I said. And, and all of a sudden it takes on a life of its own. When in reality, this is just things that happen every week in the NFL and it happens across the NFL. But no one seems to care unless it's the Patriots. So no um, one. I, I, yep. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know what else or what could really debunk that. Um, I've been told uh, by some that I don't understand how radio waves can work and that uh, somehow the Patriots have someone up there hacking into the secure radio. I mean, again, we're, we're, we're talking like, you know, FBI, CIA type stuff in a football organization. <laughs> we're, we're going beyond just a simple like lifting of the playbook and, you know, swapping out of the Gatorades. You know, we're, we're, we're going like, you know, drop in from the ceiling, put a put a bug and and chip, uh, on, under the coach's uh, desk type of thing, and uh, yeah, it just it just doesn't pass the smell test. Black ops. Yes, we're, yes. We're now engaged in some high <laughs> high level espionage, and of course, you touched on this, but the NFL has said multiple times that the league controls the headsets, mm-hmm. the Patriots do not control them in any way, and when one team loses their headsets it's called the i don't remember what the equality rule or something like that but when one team's headsets go out the other team has to turn off their headsets too so even if they were successfully jamming somebody else's headset they would have to turn theirs off as well so it wouldn't help yeah and 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 let's totally ignore the fact that mike tomlin purposely tried to 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 trip a wide receiver that was trying to run in for a touchdown (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was an accident, Tom. It was just an accident. So now the next one, stealing game plans from the opponent's locker room. 
Any reports of any stolen game plans that anybody knows about? Yeah, the Maybe only they... thing I could. Yep. No, the only thing I could say to that is that um, I remember that um, somebody had one of the players, and I don't remember if it was in the Wickersham article, but or if a player said this, but they said that the Patriots um, used to send people into the hotel of the opponents. Mm-hmm. And look in the garbage to see if there were any playbooks or play sheets or whatever. And to yeah. that, I say, awesome, yeah, great, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad my team. I'm glad my team is doing something like that because it's number one legal. Number two, if you're dumb enough to leave anything of that behind, mm-hmm. you deserve to lose. So I'm glad <laughs> that they had the uh, wherewithal to to you know do a sweep like that. So. But more importantly, we don't have anybody. It would pro- I assume it's not Bill Belichick or Ernie Adams who's doing this stuff. So it would be some low-level flunky that they'd be sending in there. And we have not heard anybody ever go on the record or off the record, really, uh, yep. from the Patriots to say they did this. So I don't even know that we have to go that far. It just seems like... This is a rumor, and it's completely and totally unfounded. Absolutely unfounded. Speaking of unfounded, what about the fire alarm at the Boston Hotel in 2017? Yeah, that was a. Um, I remember that. That was a kid, and um, he was, was a Patriots. It? it was a Patriots was fan. Go ahead. I was going to say, was, wasn't that in the? Uh, I believe uh, Norwood, right? Correct, uh, right on the Route One there. That hotel. Yeah, uh, I forget the hotel. I thought it was in I'm Boston. Blanking. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, well, I, I I used to work I used to work at that a uh, long time ago, back when oh. there was a decathlon um, <laughs> right on Route One there in so Norway. Maybe it was, but yeah. I think, and I'm blanking on the name, but there was a hotel right down the street, and I know a lot of the uh, uh, sometimes Patriots players or or opponents players. I'm sorry, would. Uh, stay at this particular hotel because there's only about four or five miles down route one and then you're at Gillette. So, you know, it was yep. pretty straight, straight. Yeah, so that was a, that was a kid and it was a Patriots fan. He came out and said that he did it on his own. Um, you know, of course that gets blown up that, that is a, you know, there's the Patriots cheated and cheating again, but yet you never hear about Lawrence Taylor who used to send hookers to the <laughs> opponents in the suit when he played in Super Bowls, oh, he would yeah. send hookers to the hotels of the team uh, but, to get them. But wait a minute, who was his defensive coordinator? Yeah, huh? huh? that's that's right, Bill yeah. Belichick. Clearly, it was yep. his idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Belichick. Belichick strikes me as the type that thinks about uh, hookers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and well, that's the least of what what Taylor did because Lawrence Taylor borrowed urine from his teammates to pass drug tests <laughs> borrowed yep. he borrowed it i'm sure he gave it back after he was done <laughs> yeah. but yeah he actually confessed to that in his book so that was the least of what he did is sending prostitutes to the other team now this brings up a big one here this is the first of three spygate taping the walkthrough <sighs> they taped the walkthrough yes. guys that's it. Case closed. Tainted ring. Asterisk. Proven false. Proven right, guys? False. Matt Walsh. Proven <laughs> false. The, the, the funniest thing about this, and, and this is my, one of my favorite activities or exercises to do in these debates, 
is to somehow get the person that's that's claiming that this is true to praise the publication that issued the story, but uh-huh. yet deny it when they come out and deny the story or, or retract the story. Because that right. happens quite often because, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so or they, you know, they they taped the Rams walkthrough and I'll be like, oh, no, well, the, the Boston Herald said they didn't. Well, that's a Boston newspaper. Of course they said that. Well, they were the ones who originally reported. It. Oh, well, of course. Well, wait a minute. You know, what do you do? <laughs> but again, that that's generally uh, the point of the conversation. And I use the word conversation very loosely uh, where they pivot and start talking about something completely else to kind of help distract you. And, and you, you know, again, try to take you off the point, because really, they have no retort after that, because really. And Tomasi, yeah. gonna prob- say? Tomasi, John Tomasi. John Tomasi will never be able to go to a bar in Boston again after, you know. Well, and, he's he's remained know, in, in, <laughs> you know, in, again, in the think, industry for a while. So yeah, he 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 just got. I don't know. I the thing is, and I and I I'm I'm upset with Tomasi. I am, but I don't. I guess I don't hate him as much as others do because what I think happened, and 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 he should have done a better job. Just like, but he didn't do anything differently than any of these other reporters do. What he did was he got a source that told him this is what happened. He didn't check the source. He didn't try to get multiple sources on the story. He got what he wanted to hear the Mm -hmm. night before the Super Bowl, and he ran it. And and I think that a lot, you know, the magnitude, obviously, being that, um, you know, we had the perfect season on the line and all that stuff, um, obviously multiplied. However... You know, you get a lot, I mean, just a lot of reporters that just hear what they want to hear and run it. Mm -hmm. And that's what John Tomasi did. And I have a little vignette that I post whenever this comes up. I post the Boston Herald apology, the ESPN apology, (laughs) the story about John Tomasi saying it was a huge mistake. And there's one other. I think there's another uh, apology front page and back page from the Boston Herald. You know that story. A lie goes all the way around the world before the Mm -hmm. truth puts on its shoes. Once you put a story like this out there, you can retract it a thousand times. You cannot put the genie back in the bottle. It's out. That's that's right. It's going to be repeated as fact until the end of time but you have Mm -hmm. to just slap these people down and show them that matt walsh went to the nfl headquarters spoke to the principal himself went to the principal's office gave him tapes of defensive signals we already knew they were taping defensive signals Mm -hmm. walsh had tapes of defensive signals which belichick already admitted to he did not have a tape of the walkthrough he admitted that he did not tape the walkthrough and that nobody else taped it. And every publication that reported the story retracted it and apologized. In effect, there is not one shred of evidence that this happened and a lot of evidence that it did not. Can I ask you guys a question? And in, in, in the only reason why I ask is because this gets brought up to me a lot and I do have a tough time re- you know, with a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder why this happened too. Why did Roger Goodell, um, why did he destroy, why did he destroy the tapes? Like, why did he do that? What I always uh, say, 
I'll let you go. Go ahead, Ian. You're my guest. I, well, I was I was just going to say, I, I just don't think he foresaw it being an issue. I, I think they looked at it as, okay, we, we figured out what happened. Um, obviously, they're not going to use these tapes anymore. So what use are they? I mean, they, they've seen them. They showed them. Uh, or at least portions of some of them. I don't think you know you're going to go through the whole catalog to, to to have to prove that this is what it is. And uh, yeah, I, I think honestly it was just a, a, a an oversight and something that obviously uh, dumped a tremendous amount of, uh, of idiot fuel on a fire that just has not gone out. So <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that that him destroying the tapes um, sent this out of control. I, mm-hmm. I really wish he didn't and. If there was anything damning or not, I would rather have those tapes live right now. Um, not saying that everybody would have to see them, but I just if he did if he didn't destroy them, there just would not be that angle out there right now where people could say, "Well, why did he destroy the tapes?" Obviously, there must have been something wrong because he destroyed them. Why would nobody just destroys tapes? It's, this it's, is go ahead. I was going to say it's too bad that they don't take the same approach with the uh, 2015 PSI numbers, but I might be getting yeah, ahead of myself there. <laughs> <laughs> so what I always tell them is that the NFL is not a law enforcement agency. Sometimes they think they are, mm-hmm. but they're not the FBI. They don't have a warehouse filled with evidence from past cases. You you never hear of them retaining any evidence from any case. Once it's over, it's over. They don't retain evidence. It's just you don't hear about that unless it's the New England Patriots. And my other point is this. Let's say they have all these tapes of the defensive signals, which were shown in public. Uh, Jay Glazer had one of them, and they were showing these things in public for a bunch of reporters that were at a hotel ballroom somewhere. My point was, if they have a whole bunch of tapes with defensive signals and one tape with the Rams walkthrough and they didn't want anybody seeing the walkthrough, then why wouldn't he just destroy the walkthrough tape and let all the other evidence stand? If his, if his goal was to protect the Patriots, he would have destroyed only the incriminating stuff that had not been admitted to already. But again, you, we, we get to this point a lot when it comes to these accusations is you don't the, the main case you don't have anything so you have to go out and find something else and you have to find well they behaved in a suspicious way and now we have the commissioner behaving in a suspicious mm-hmm. way so now the commissioner is in cahoots with the New England Patriots so that's my point here they're not the FBI they don't retain evidence forever it's just that has anybody ever asked for to see evidence about bounty gate with the New Orleans Saints. Do you think they have a, there's a room full of evidence on Bounty Gate somewhere? Probably not, right. but no one's ever asked for it. That leads us to the original gangsta, <laughs> Spygate. This is the one, this is patient zero, right? This yeah. is the first time they were ever accused of anything. This is the linchpin for <laughs> everything because a- after this incident, Every single allegation was automatically believed. When it comes to the Patriots, everybody turns into a bad country singer. Once a cheater, always a cheater. They sound just like Tammy Wynette. <laughs> they, they use this to justify, every, to justify believing every allegation that came later. 
well, they've got a proven track record of cheating. Uh-huh. So now we're going to believe this one. So taping defensive signals. What do you guys got on that one? Well, and I always, and a, and a lot of people, this is a perfect storm, really, when you think about it. Because if you remember back to 2006, and this is actually mm-hmm. something I was talking about recently because of the unfortunate passing of Rache Caldwell. Yeah. You go back to that 2006 RIP AFC Rache Caldwell, by the way. Yes, yep. absolutely. And uh, you go back to that, that uh, AFC Divisional game against San Diego and what happened afterwards. And what happened afterwards was... You know, they responded to Sean Merriman's trash talk from all week, and they, they did a little dance on the on the Chargers bolt. Now, mm-hmm. the immediate aftermath of that was, you know, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, you know, calling him disrespectful and kind of getting pouty about it. And, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, this national outrage, all the Patriots, they're arrogant, they're this, they're that. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a, in the following week, they're going against the Colts, the, the underachievers, you know, they're they're coming to take down the big bad Patriots who are looking for their fourth Super Bowl in six years. And they beat them and they blew the lead. Now, all of a sudden, the Patriots go out, they get Randy Moss, they get Dante Stallworth, they they become this like super team. And people are just, the, the, the hate bubble is just ready to pop. Right. And week one, <laughs> you get a silly story about taping defensive signals and mm-hmm. it blows up blows up and all that frustration, all that angst, all that tension from the last, you know, let's say eight or nine months going back to that divisional round game just blows up and, and Spygate becomes what it is. Because in reality, just like Belichick said, I mean, th- these are signals that are in front of 80,000 people every day. I mean, we're, we're not talking about top secret stuff here. Um, You're not yet. Yeah, absolutely not. And the thing of it is, and this has been published and this was been this has been published by Roger Goodell himself, where he said at a press conference that signal scouting is 100 percent legal and quite common. In other words, mm-hmm. when a coach sends in a defensive play call, he stands on his sideline and waves his right arm or pats his head or shakes his leg or whatever it is. And the, it has to be visible by the players on the field so the players know what defensive configuration to use. So if it's visible by players on the field, why it's visible from everybody else in the stadium, and you are allowed 100% to stand there and watch him. You could have 12 men standing on Mm -hmm. the sideline staring at him and writing down every single thing they see, and it's completely legal. As soon as you bust out a camera and take a photo or take a video, suddenly it's this horrible, unfair advantage. In other words, you cannot take a video of something you're allowed to look at. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or how and, about... And Go ahead, Tom. No, I'm sorry. I mean, like, Jimmy Johnson... Uh, oh, yeah. Has been Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. They've all been on record saying they've done it. And, and, you know, and, and mm. but... It's not the Patriots. It's not the Patriots, and not only that, but if you look at the history between the Jets and the Pats, the whole reason this blew up in the first place is because in 2006, in November, there was, well, let me take one step back. September of 2006, Ray Anderson, who was a VP in the NFL, sent out a memo reminding or reiterating everybody 
that you are not to videotape opponents' offensive or defensive signals or take video of any kind from the field. All video was prohibited. This was in a memo that was sent out in September of of two. Uh, it was sent out in September 2006. Videotaping of any type, including but not limited to taping of an opponent's offensive or defensive signals, is prohibited on the sidelines, in the in the locker room, or at any other locations accessible to club staff members during the game. All video is banned. That's a memo that was sent out September 2006. In November of 2006, two months later, the Jets came up to Fox to Foxborough. Eric Mangini, mm-hmm. we will not call him Mangina here. <laughs> he came up to Foxborough. He put a cameraman in the end zone. Now, it would seem to me that the end zone is accessible to club staff. I know if you're a Jets fan, you might not think that the, <laughs> the end zone is accessible by your team. But in fact, it is. And he had a cameraman in the end zone, which is expressly forbidden by that memo. Belichick told him to get the hell off the field, which he did. But Mangini, if you remember, he was a vindictive one, that guy. Mm-hmm. And what he did was, the following September, week one, 2007, Patriots went up to Giants Stadium and Belichick had a cameraman on the sidelines taking video. Mangini didn't just ask him to leave. He called the league. And so there's this one-upsmanship between these two. But my point is, the league knows what Mangini did. It was in all the papers after this incident happened. Mm-hmm. It was very well publicized. Mangini was, had a cameraman in the end zone. Belichick had a cameraman 50 feet away from the end zone in a, in a subsequent game. And people say, well, yeah, but he wasn't taping the signals. He wasn't taping this or that. We don't know what Mangini was taping. Why? Because no one took the videotape. No one watched it. There was no investigation. There was no punishment. No, that's that's exactly what happened. And, and, and here's the thing, too. It's like, this is all, and everyone's always like, oh, well, you know, I said this was this was the the foundation the 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 history of cheating it was built on this one mm-hmm. um but again we we've had instances with other teams with cameras and technology on the field no one cares not a not a lick and and this the whole mm-hmm. idea of not doing it on the field was to prevent some sort of live relay which again you know at the time people were like oh Belichick's being arrogant cuz he said he misinterpreted the rules but his intention mm-hmm. was to use that information after the fact and just, you know, and to him, and we, as we know who Belichick is, any little bit of information he can get, he will try to use to his advantage. Well, this mm-hmm. is what he was doing. And it, again, it, when, you, when you think about it logically, when you think about everything that, that <clears throat> goes into what they were doing and what you can take out of it, mm-hmm. um, if, you can come, if you come to the conclusion that that was the, the, the reason, the catalyst for their success, then you're, you're just, again, you're, you're just either blinded by jealousy or really just not that much not, not that critical of a thinker in my opinion but not that's that putting it nicely yeah. what tom if the if the chiefs committed spygate um if the kansas city chiefs 
uh, did Spygate in uh, this upcoming season if they were caught for doing the same thing? Do you think people would care? No. They wouldn't Probably be as smart. I don't. I you don't saw think what people happened. would care. You saw what happened when somebody did it. Eric Mangini did it. No one cared. And here's the thing, and, and there's a guy out there. I don't know his name, but he calls himself the commish, yourteamcheats.com, and he did a little diagram. It's okay, to, it's okay to tape from here. It's not okay to tape from there. And you can take game footage from other locations in the stadium. So, mm-hmm. in other words, if you really wanted to tape defensive signals or anything, you could just pay somebody to go buy a ticket sit in the stands and they can record all day long whatever they want so and and it would be totally legal and nobody would ever know nobody would be the wiser so you could have team personnel in other parts of the stadium you could have people in the stands you just can't do it from the sideline which is why this has been dubbed wrong location gate (laughs) and and by the way the first analysis i ever did on twitter the first stat that i ever compiled was the patriots offense the five years up to Spygate and the five years after. And their offense actually improved after they stopped videotaping. <laughs> and isn't that always the case too? It's like it's like going, you know, going to deflate gate. It's like they got better after the balls were where <laughs> they were quote unquote <laughs> supposed to be, which again it, it it's amazing how logic and reason can debunk essentially every single one of these like silly accusations and even the ones that would again i mean no one's going to sit there and say uh spygate and i'm putting my quotation marks up mm-hmm. didn't happen it's just what do you be- and and this is a question i know we've all asked before it's like what do you think spygate is because that's important yeah i mean we say spygate just because again it's it's the name dubbed and and it's the easiest way for for everyone to know what you're talking okay spygate everyone knows all right got it but what is Spygate? Well, you know, the Rams walk through, eh, wrong, <laughs> move yep. on, you know? And, like, y- you can admit that the, the whole taping signals thing happened because, like we've said, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cowher, the, the list goes on. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a tradition, you know, long in, in the histories of football. Um, so we'll admit that. Everything else is, is really just a bunch of BS. And, and when it comes down to it, you can just defeat it with logic and common sense. But... Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that is not as uh, prevalent on Twitter and, and, and national media as you would hope. This is all about tribalism, sports fandom, political mm-hmm. fandom. It's based on emotion. It's based on mm-hmm. tribalism. There's very little logic in a lot of these folks. Even if Ray Anderson's memo outlawed the practice legitimately, there was nothing in the game day operations manual about taping signals. There was nothing in the NFL bylaws about taping signals at all. The first mention of it, the first formal mention of it by the National Football League was in September of 2006. So, and you cannot pass a rule by memo. It has to be voted on by all 32 owners. It was not voted on. It's never been voted on. Even if you give them the benefit of the doubt and say they can pass a new rule this way, then it was only illegal from September 2006 on. So any calling into question of previous Super Bowls and so on, it's completely invalid. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the memo did not get sent out until 2006, and there was no mention of it in the rules prior to that. So, and just while we're on the topic of videotaping, guys, real quick, I'm a little bit out of order here, 
but taping the Bengals from the press box. <laughs> what do you think? Garbage. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's really what it is. First team ball. Um, signals yeah. are not sent in anymore. Signals are sent in by radio. So, Ian, maybe you should ask your radio wave expert <laughs> about this because he knows a lot about radio waves. This is what I always say, and Matt Chatham said this too. Nowadays, defensive play calls are not sent in by hand signals. They haven't been for 12 years. They're sent in by radio waves. Were they videotaping the radio waves? <laughs> and and I, I will also say this. They got a press credential by applying to the Browns. The game was in Cleveland. Nick Underwood, who you may know, contacted every other team in the NFL and asked them if the Patriots contacted them for a press credential. No one else did. So they did not send a film crew to any other stadium in the NFL. They played Dallas. They played Baltimore. They played Kansas City. They played some powerhouse teams. They played Houston, all within six weeks of each other. These are top elite-level NFL teams. They didn't videotape anybody. <laughs> they didn't want videotape on any of them guys. They wanted videotape on the 2-12 and 12 Cincinnati Bengals. Why do you guys it, think it's taken so long for that to come down? I think they're going to wait for it to blow over. Yeah, honestly, me too. I mean, it just because, because really, again, I mean, we, we talk about common sense and logic. It's, you know, this is a conversation I, 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 I'm astonished I have all the time, but it's like, you know, like, well, what are they doing? They, they were taping. That's all that matters. No, that's not all that matters. There's circumstances, there's extenuating evidence and everything that we know about the case and not not suspect but but no suggests that this was at the very worst just a mistake by the camera person because again press credentials the fact that it didn't happen at any other stadium you picked the team mm -hmm. that eventually got the number one overall overall pick because they were so bad like that was the team that you wanted to quote unquote cheat and then again this was clearly done for a a you know like they said a documentary with a, mm -hmm. a a camera crew that wasn't their official camera crew and that that's another no. tidbit about that that crew was actually in kansas city because it was the night or the day uh, or the night of the the patriots and chiefs game i believe so they were actually mm -hmm. in there filming for whatever um project they were working on there i mean they, they do this stuff every week this isn't a a, a new thing but you know, so they had to outsource this. So when you try to explain to people the difference between football operations and, say, craft productions, you, you mm -hmm. get a blank stare because there, there's no um, there's no way to explain that to them to make sense, even though you're making perfect sense. All they see is taping sidelines. That's it. Nothing yep. else. No credentials. No, not the fact that they were in front of, I mean, God knows how many people from from both teams, the NFL uh it, it's just but all they know is the one guy that comes up and says you're caught and oh i'll erase it we haven't done anything you know what i mean mm. so again, yeah right it, it's 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 silly yeah I'm why did you offer to erase it he was nervous he was scared yeah you know again th this is just my opinion on this and, and again it's nothing but it's going to be a nothing burger at the end of the day i guess i'm just you know and i'm not trying to sound anti-patriot or anything here but i guess i'm just disappointed that they would even be in the position to have that happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a scenario where they should have, you know, 
measure twice and cut once. Um, yep. You know, if they weren't being careful, they, you know, if they thought they were being careful, they should have been more careful. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they could not afford to have another mishap like that. So, you know, although the, my opinion is this is going to be nothing, it is nothing. Um, I'm mm-hmm. still just a little disappointed that they were in the position. Right. Yeah, absolutely true. They should have, they, this should never have happened. Now, I will also add this. Uh, four people, Matt Chatham, Jeff Schwartz, Dan Orlovsky, Matt Hasselbeck. Of course, Matt Chatham played here, and he's a Patriots fan, so you could dismiss him. But Jeff Schwartz certainly never played here. Dan Orlovsky's no fan of the Patriots. Neither is Matt Hasselbeck. They all four of them watched this footage. There's only eight minutes of footage. Of course, there's only eight minutes of footage. The guy set up a tripod in front of the Bengals yeah. and in front of everybody else in the press box. So I'm surprised right. it lasted eight minutes. Anyway, they all reviewed this tape, and they said there is absolutely zero, nothing usable on the tape whatsoever. So I just, I, you have to just tip your hat to some of these people that they can make a scandal out of this stuff. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Warm Gatorade. Guys, this is the... <laughs> This is the granddaddy of them all, right? Yeah, yeah, the big one. <laughs> is, this the, is this the most ridiculous one of all? I think it might be. Look, I kind of like warm Gatorade, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of nice. How the, I, I'm afraid to, to ask how they would even get it warm, you know? Like, do they just let it sit in the sun all day? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how that's even Well, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure there's some more sinister ways of making a, a, a drink warm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, God. Uh, but you know, again, we're <laughs> we're not talking about the Patriots. I mean, maybe this is a new scandal that's going to pop up. We're gonna, we're going to hear about it uh, next week, and, we, and it'll originate from the show. But um, yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it, this is just I, I I throw some of these accusations uh, in this, and and we've brought them up a few times. The Wickersham stuff, where it's just like these these random throwaway accusations it's the you don't know i don't know but but you never know uh mentality that that so many people take with the patriots so that's why you can hear this ridiculous story and say oh well guilty until proven innocent well they have to prove you have to prove your innocence well you haven't even proved their guilt so what are they trying to disprove i mean that's 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 the huge that's the biggest uh, uh, issue that uh, you know you get into with a lot of these debates is like these people well prove me wrong right. well prove yourself right first so I can sit there and prove you wrong because I, you you haven't done that and they're like oh well you're just a homer again yeah. it, it's it's the same conversation over and over again yeah just pretty much just make the allegation and then uh, and then just assume it's true until proven otherwise yeah so yeah so I think that's probably the best one the warm Gatorade. Now, this is another one right here, and this is one that I've written about extensively, deflated footballs. <laughs> ah, deflate gate, deflate gate, deflate gate. Right. And where do we actually, start? Where do where we do, start? Well, here, let me, let me start this way. I wrote, I downloaded the report the day it came out. I read <laughs> <Me too>. it. <laughs> I read through all 240 some odd pages of it. I started, I found an error on page nine. It had to do with the starting, the differentials in the two gauges that were used that day. Bottom line, I found a very serious error. And I thought, I'm on page nine, and I found a mistake. (laughs) I read through the whole entire thing. I ended up writing 
26 or 27 pages, just totally demolished this thing. I got linked. I posted it on my blog. I got linked by Pat's pulpit and I got like 10,000 hits on my article. Then I published a shorter version of it and my work got cited by an NYU law professor. Robert Blecker was his name. You remember he filed an amicus brief? Yeah, to, yeah. To the yep. Second Circuit Court? Yeah. I am cited. I'm the only blogger cited in that entire amicus brief. Because, and I didn't know. He did not tell me he was citing, which is fine. It's on, it's, when you put it on a blog, it's public information at that oh, point. Yeah. It's on the internet. But uh, one of my readers came to me and said, this, this amicus brief sounds a lot like the article you wrote. Sure enough, I go and look at it, and there's whole passages from what I wrote, and he cited me in the footnotes. Basically, it had to do with the differential between the two gauges. Bottom line is this. Let's, let's boil this down. The ball started out at 12.5 PSI and 13 for the Colts. The referee me measured them before the game. They went out and played the game in the cold and the rain and the ideal gas law. At halftime, there was, a, there was an interception in the beginning of the second quarter. Somebody intercepted Brady. Somebody on the sideline thought that the ball felt a little soft, had a pressure gauge, which, by the way, they're not supposed to have. No problem. <laughs> they measured the ball. It was too low. It was below 12.5, which is the minimum. They reported it to the NFL. They brought all the footballs into this, the locker room at halftime. They measured them, and a lot of the Patriots footballs were under the 12.5 limit. They only had time to measure four of the Colts footballs, and they wrote down the numbers wrong for one of them, so they threw that one out. So there were only three measurements of the Colts balls while there were 11 uh, footballs for the Patriots that were measured, right? And so what they assumed was that if the ball started out at 12.5 and ended up lower than that, then someone must have let the air out of the footballs. That, they completely discounted the ideal gas law, and they completely discounted the fact that the Colts balls had lost air too. They completely discounted that. By 1 a.m. the next morning, and I just retweeted this the other day, Bob Kravitz. You guys remember Bob Kravitz? <laughs> oh, oh good old stand Bob. that guy. At 1 a.m. in the morning, the, the day after the game, so this is January 19th, 2015, he said, I am told that if the Patriots are found to have deflated footballs, they will be losing draft picks. So somebody in the league had already put their hand on a punishment, what mm -hmm. the punishment was going to be. Ted Wells had not even been hired yet. I mean, but the public didn't even know. We're, we're talking six hours at, at not the even, most after the fact. After yep. the fact, they already had the punishment down. Now they went out and they, they operated this case from a theory. Basically, let me put it to you like this. Their own investigation, they hired Exponent, which I believe was also hired to prove that the Exxon Valdez was perfectly fine and, did they, and Exxon did nothing wrong. These folks investigated... They found that when a football loses, gets colder, it loses pressure. And when it gets wetter, when it rains on it, it loses even more pressure above and beyond what it loses due to temperature. And there's a formula that you can use to determine how much pressure it's going to lose due to the temperature. They, did, they made charts 
as far as how much pressure the football's lost. If you take their own charts and their own numbers, eight of the 11 Patriot footballs were within the expected range. If you just take their, their estimates for temperature and moisture, eight of the 11 Patriot footballs are within the expected pressure. In other words, there's no expected pressure loss. That's from the gauge they say is correct, which is the non-logo gauge. If you look at the other gauge that they use, none of the footballs have an unexpected pressure loss. And by the way, the ones that do have an, an expected pressure, unexpected pressure loss, one was 0 0.02, one was 0 0.1, and one was 0 0.2. These Certainly are all not two pounds. <laughs> none of them were, were two pounds under the expected pressure, not even close. So the ones that were off were off by fractions of a pound of, C, of PSI. And of course, they're going to be off because all these temperatures they used were estimates. So the bottom line here is there is no unexpected pressure loss in the footballs. So as soon as we start talking about text messages and Dorito dink and <laughs> deflate and give somebody your jacket and deflate and, and all this, why did he tweet the word? Why did he text the word deflate? I don't know. There was no unexpected pressure loss in the football. What are you trying to prove? What, well, what theory are you trying to prove? Well, and really it comes down to, and this is what I kind of alluded to earlier, was that, you know, you can ignore every, I mean, there's so many small little bits and pieces to this case. There's, like you said, the text messages, the quote unquote destroyed the evidence and this, that, and the other. Yep. Ultimately, you can ignore all that and you, you have to come to one conclusion. That in 90 seconds, that a guy went into a bathroom and perfectly deflated 12 of the 24 balls in that bag. Because if you remember, they were also combined with the Colts balls. Because yeah, right. one guy handles all the footballs. Now, he didn't do this in some sort of attempt to be sneaky. He didn't do this uh, you know, behind closed doors. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> poor choice of words. Because again, he was... You know, going to the bathroom, but yeah, right. you know, he was he was in the room with all the, the, the officials from both teams from the NFL because the NFC championship game went to overtime. So they were yep. delayed for forty minutes, I believe it was. Uh -huh. He went to the bathroom, knowing that he wasn't gonna come back for what, another couple hours because of halftime. So yep. you know, you have to basically believe that this guy went in for into the bathroom for 90 seconds and did not actually go to the bathroom and instead carried out this grand scheme that that if if was really necessary you would imagine Brady would would be right on top of this and and, and so you know adamant about this happening it mm -hmm. could only happen in half half the games because you only had control of the balls at home games so right. what what would you do during the away games you you couldn't so again i mean those two things first of all you had to believe the guy did it in the bathroom seconds if you don't everything else is moot uh yeah. second you got to believe also that this meant so much to him that he somehow figured out a way to magically get the balls away from the opposing team's ball boy when they were on the road to do this and you know he, that's the thing they could they could submit their footballs to the referees at, at eight psi mm -hmm. it's up to the referees to fix it and set it properly so, yeah. but after that, you don't have control of the football. So they go to the ball boy of whatever, you know, at the time, whatever team is the home team. So again, I mean, it, it, we could do a whole text. Yeah, <laughs> we could do we a could, whole thing We could do a this. whole episode just on this, but 
but very, very suspicious that he didn't leave the door open while he was dropping a deuce in the bathroom. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now that's the other thing is you mentioned the destroyed cell phone. First off, I have a quote from the transcript from the hearing when Roger Goodell was the arbitrator. Because, you know, yeah. Troy, Vincent, Troy Vincent signed the letter, the suspension letter. But, of course, he, he admits that he did it in conjunction with Roger Goodell. And then Roger Goodell heard the appeal. So now, basically, Roger Goodell is hearing an appeal of his own decision, which is incredibly fair. Now, <laughs> you have, in that hearing, Ted Wells was there. He said, I was perfectly willing to not take possession of the phone. Keep the phone. People are making it sound like the DEA was banging on his door and he was flushing the cocaine down <laughs> yeah. the toilet bowl. He, he supposedly smashed his phone because he didn't want them getting his phone when nobody was asking him for the damn phone. Now, somebody brought up to me, they were not asking him for the phone, but they were asking him for data from the phone. Now, they did not have a right, and they did not have a right to do that but of course they were trying to expand their own right the league was and, and my point is there are 250,000 cell phones that are broken every day in America think about that 250,000 cell phones are broken every day why are we so convinced that his phone didn't break has no one I've broken three or four cell phones myself it happens to everybody you break your phone if you're Tom Brady, are you going to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to get my phone repaired at You Break, I Fix, or whatever? <laughs> no, he's got more he's, money than God. He's okay? got more money than You Break, I Fix. <laughs> he probably could buy the whole damn company. <laughs> so now, then you go, well, why didn't he just throw it away? Do you really think that Tom Brady's going to throw his phone in a garbage can <laughs> and, and TMZ is not going to go digging through his garbage. Tom was talking about digging through garbage before. What are you going to do? Just toss it in the garbage can at McDonald's and just walk away? You, you're probably going to take the SIM card out. I don't know if you smash it with a hammer. Or nobody said how it was done. But even if he, he destroyed the phone for some unknown reason to, to prove a point that he didn't have to give it to the NFL, there, there are other reasons, other motivations you could do that other than you're trying to hide something from them. Because of the fact that if you give them the phone, that's a precedent right there. Mm -hmm. That's a union precedent. Now, the next time they want somebody's phone, private cell phone, not, not work phone, now they can go to Richard Sherman and go, hey, give us your phone. Give what? us your phone. You, what, Brady gave us his phone. That's a union precedent right there. My point is, they keep digging for these little things of why did he do this? That must mean that he let that somebody let the air out of the footballs. There was no missing pressure from the footballs. We continue this effort to try to to try to find who's guilty of doing something that wasn't proved. Well, you you can also you know again it, it, Brady obviously offered to give up the information and then you can just go back to the report someone gave Stephen a those words they you know one word can change drastically changed the the meaning or this tone or, or just the whole uh, uh premise of a sentence so in this case instead of saying tom brady tom brady replaced his cell phone okay mm -hmm. 
Tom Brady destroyed his cell phone. Oh, wait, he destroyed it. Yeah. Wait, that has to be something bad. And and again, I mean, it's all it's all it, 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 they do it for a reason. It's it's why the NFL didn't correct the the, the PSI numbers that were out there. You know what Let I'm saying? Let them stay out there for months. Let them stay out there. The pleas of the the Patriots be damned. Yeah, Let right. those numbers stay out there. And and again, people still quote it: eleven or twelve balls, two pounds under deflated. Well, that sounds a lot more ominous than uh point oh one below the the legal. Okay, well then no one would care. Well, two pounds. Well, hey, that's a big deal. And again, this goes back to ultimately what happened in 2015, and that the NFL didn't release the numbers. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you were talking about Spygate earlier, and I wanted to bring this back up again. You know, everyone's like, oh, they destroyed the tapes. They destroyed the tapes. There must mm-hmm. be something in those. Well, what reason would the NFL not want to release the numbers? Yeah. The only reason wanna, yeah. would be, yeah, would be that it would prove them wrong. Because if it proved them right, they would be on top of the mountain shouting that yeah. they were right. But right, they and, they, and they haven't said anything about nope. it. Never spoke yeah. of it again. So where's where's that same energy? Where with the Spygate? Will they destroy tapes? They must have something. Well, they didn't bring up the evidence after they said they were going to release it and, and take these like you know extra precautions to check data. Well, what happened? Where's the numbers? Oh, we don't care. Yeah, no, you, just, you don't care because yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's it, silly. It doesn't help their case. And and by the way, this is what I bring up to people who who talk about deflated footballs, which is that. Very simply, I bring up a couple of basic points. One, footballs lose pressure in the cold and the rain. People don't know that. Two, both teams' footballs lost pressure, not just the Patriots. And, and the people who usually I don't get any response, right? But what some people say is, well, the Patriots' footballs lost more pressure than the Colts did. Yeah, because number one, only three Colts' footballs were measured. And number two... The Patriots balls were measured first. When you bring a football back into a warm locker room, immediately and quickly, they warm up and gain pressure back. The longer you leave them in there, the more pressure they gain back. It's not a question of one team losing more. It's the other team gaining more. So the whole thing is not, there's no unexplained pressure loss in the footballs, period. That's, that's the deflated football crap for you right there. All right. Let's talk about, we talked about destroyed tapes. We didn't talk about gunshots, though. The smoke. Julio Jones. (laughs) He said, you know, when they fire off those guns after they score a touchdown, it makes smoke and it's hard to see. It wasn't smoke from the gun. They fire off gunshots every time they score a touchdown at Gillette. The smoke dissipates in about eight seconds. These are little fake uh, Revolutionary War muskets. It It was foggy. That's right. It was it was the uh, it was the muskets. I think I said fireworks. It was the it was the. Yeah, you 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 would have to you would have to assume that what? How many uh, six or seven that that six or seven muskets filled an entire stadium with smoke? Like, think about that. An open stadium with smoke. I mean, yeah, look, I've been I've been to a lot of WWE events in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, especially back in the day when Vince McMahon would not spare a single expense when it comes to fireworks. Yep. And I've never seen a stadium get that cloudy from fireworks inside an enclosed building. So let alone, you know, an open field football stadium that holds 60, 70,000 people gets filled up 
by the 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 back spring of uh, musket fire. You know what I mean? So it yeah, again, it's it's <laughs> it's an open air stadium, and it's it's an open air stadium, and you got six guys with fake muskets. Come on. All right, yeah, yeah. good. So now this is another one we were scraping at this point, but the conversation with the ref, the ref joining the celebration. It again, watch the tape. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, again, you can freeze anything on any live television show, anything, and and find. You know what I mean? You can you can make it say a a ton of words that that don't make any sense. Well, in this case, we saw a picture of what looks like in a freeze frame the ref jumping in and, and dancing and celebrating with the Patriots. Well, in reality, he was just getting in the way, you know, just he getting got in the, the way. way. Yeah. yeah. He got in the way. He was telling them to move out. I can't, re- I can't remember the exact, uh, I can't remember the exact uh, situation that it was in, but again, it was, it was just like, Hey, we're getting out of the way, get it, move, move, move. And that was it. But Hey, you, you, you freeze frame it. And all of a sudden it's the ref celebrating with the Patriots. Cause the refs always uh, help the Patriots out. They, they always. always do. <laughs> they always do. Okay. Now the snowplow game, the, I can, I can debunk this one very quickly. The snowplow game was a game where it was in Foxborough, of course, not Miami, but we were playing Miami and they were about to kick a field goal. It was either nothing, nothing or three, nothing, or it was a very low scoring game. And there was no rule at the time about using a snowplow to clear the field. So the snowplow driver drove out there. And, of course, his name was like John O'Sullivan or something like that. <laughs> and some Boston dude drove his plow out there, cleared it. They hit the field goal. Shula went berserk. Later on in the game, Shula had a chance to kick a field goal to tie. The officials offered him the use of the snowplow to even the playing field, right? They offered it to him, and he said no. And he, I guess, I assume that he, he was saying, well, I don't want to break the rules, too. I don't want to be guilty of what they're guilty of. But as Pete Rosell said, there, there was no rule about using snow plows to clear the field. And this is another thing we hear a lot when it comes to the Patriots. Well, it's not against the rules, but it should have been. But well, too bad. You know, <laughs> it, it, so in other words, it wasn't against the rules. And well, so you're just pissed off that we thought of it before you did. So, well, it, so anyway, it, I was going to say, it's just, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, pushing the limits or what, what's the, what's the phrase that's used a lot with them? It's pushing the, uh, the envelope. Yeah, yeah. Pushing the envelope or, or like, you know, just scratch, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, well, it's within the rules. So it means it's legal. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what it really means. And that snowplow is still on display at, at the hall at Patriot place sponsored by Raytheon. So guys check that out. It's, it's actually hanging up. It's, 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 <laughs> it's suspended in the air. It's like a John Deere snowplow. So it's there. It's famous and all that. Speaking of things that quote unquote are not illegal, but should be, we got one more <laughs> and that is the ineligible receivers in the 2014 divisional playoff versus Baltimore. John Harbaugh, or as we call him up here, Har Baby, was <laughs> so upset. And if you, I was at the stadium, I was actually at that game. And there were three plays, three plays 
using this formation, and they gained a total of 30 yards and no points on those three plays. You can say, well, they only won because of those plays. Look, the Patriots overcame two 14-point leads in that game, mm-hmm. and they scored no points on either one of those, on any of those three plays. But my point is, if you listen to what the referees said, they literally said, number 34 is ineligible. Do not cover number 34. <laughs> they said those words. Do not cover number 34. What did Baltimore do? They covered him. And by the way, what uh, that game actually, if I remember correctly, set Spike uh, Blakey in motion because John Harbaugh set that we set the rules. What he said about was he got outsmarted. And mm-hmm. then yeah. Brady, Brady made the remark during the press conference that Harbaugh should have studied the rules a little more. And that's, what pissed, ha- that's what pissed Harbaugh off. And that's what the legend says is that he called the Colts said, hey, make sure you check your footballs. Make sure you check the footballs. And by the way, John Harbaugh, the following season, used that same formation. <laughs> Didn't he get flagged for it, too? Didn't he use it improperly? I, I don't up? know. I, I'm not sure <laughs> if he got flagged for it. But, but he said, well, it's illegal or it's totally illegal or it should be illegal. And I'm sure they'll be correcting that. Oh, they'll be correcting it, meaning it's not against the law today. In the game we just played, it wasn't illegal. So now we're back to the, to the old list of rules that get changed because the Patriots won the game, which I think there's eight or nine rules like that because people think that, well, if we just change this one rule, we'll beat them. And they've done that eight or nine times. So yet another thing that is not cheating at all, it's not even a penalty. And, and even if it was a penalty, well, how many penalties do teams commit a game? Is defensive, <laughs> is defensive holding cheating? This is what Glenn Ordway said one time. He said, you know, if one guy has a step and a half on the defensive back, what's the defensive back going to do? Reach out and grab his jersey, right? Mm-hmm. And they're probably coached to do that. They're probably coached, if you got beat and he's wide open and there's nobody that's going to get him, interfere. Spot foul, first, first down at the spot of the foul, take the penalty. Did he cheat? Well, technically, it's a rule broken. I mean, that, that's what we know about the Patriots. <clears throat> right, rule, yeah. Rule breaking equals cheating. There's no gray <clears throat> area. There's no, you know, there's no discussion. Yeah. It's just automatically cheating, so... And there's, yeah. and there's one, more thing, so. yeah. one more thing I want to bring up because I know we, we covered all our topics probably uh-huh. close up, but uh, before we do, I, I just need to touch upon that. Um, other teams have been uh, getting away with more egregious items, more egregious uh, cheating than that. Uh, if you recall, I believe it was last season, uh, this past season, um, there was a gentleman with a Bluetooth sideline Ravens. Yeah. Yep. But you don't hear about that. You don't, you turned, don't hear yeah. about You don't hear about talking the Giants used in plain sight for everybody to see. You don't hear about inflated footballs in one of the stadiums. You're cutting out on met, us now. We can't really they, hear they, you. They, um, they have deflated footballs on the, for the Steelers. The Steelers just had a game where they had deflated footballs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they yeah, were, the, and, yeah. I was going to Go say, the Panthers, the Panthers heating, I don't know if he said it or not, it might have been when he got cut out, but the Panthers on the sidelines heating the balls up, which again, I mean, 
we're, if we're talking about a rules violation with the Patriots, if anything happened with Deflategate, which we've we've mm-hmm. thoroughly uh, debunked, I feel like. But if mm-hmm. anything happened, the worst was it, it's a it's a game day ball violation, which in the rule book was a twenty five thousand dollar fine at the most, and it falls under the same umbrella of what the Panthers did by heating up a game ball on the sidelines, which is not legal. So, and that influences the the pressure in the football. So, yeah, you know, again, it's because it's the Patriots. Yeah, and and uh, that poor kid who now who lives in Tampa is now saying that Brady's not a cheater. Yeah, he's coming to the Buccaneers. <laughs> so he now says that his whole experiment, where he had his mother and his sister throw footballs, there there are uh, experiments that have been done with soccer balls and footballs where the higher it's inflated, the farther it travels. Which, by the way, does any NFL quarterback need extra distance on the football? When's the last time a quarterback has not been able to throw the ball 50 yards downfield? For, for well, no, noodle, noodle Arm Brady needs anything he can get. I mean, he's been dragged through six Super Bowls and nine appearances. and Yeah, right. Yep, multiple Man MVPs. For real, and, yeah, Man, yeah, really yeah exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, but, you know, and we know Aaron Rodgers likes his footballs over the limit. So uh, this whole concept of he got an unfair advantage because it was under the limit. Well, what does that mean, Aaron Rodgers? got the opposite of an advantage because he overinflated it. This is a matter of personal preference. But anyway, as I say, there's no unexplained pressure loss in the footballs. The whole thing is garbage. And every one of these cheating quote unquote scandals ought to be flushed down the toilet bowl where they belong. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. But they will live on forever and ever and ever because we have people like my friend Mickey Dickey on Twitter, formerly known as Mr. Mike Curran. Uh, I know, again, mm-hmm. anyone who follows me on Twitter knows exactly who I'm talking about. It's yep. the the only way the Patriots could ever achieve what they've done is through a, a systematic uh, cheating for the last 20 years because they have no talent and Tom Brady's just a guy. That's, you know, <laughs> that's 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 what you go through every single day. And it's going to be like that at least for the foreseeable future. Who knows, maybe with Brady out of New England now, maybe that dies down a little bit. Maybe. No, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because if it, they start winning some games, <laughs> then you know. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it will just be if, if Brady wins games in Tampa, it will be because of the cheating. Oh, of course. He right. brought it down to Tampa. It's not that they have a really good offensive roster and, you know, Brady's going to go out and throw close and to play in a, in a warm weather city and destroy the whole league. Well, guys, listen, uh, fantastic. Great job today. Awesome. We covered every possible angle. The haters are speechless. I know they are. <laughs> so, hey, Ian, appreciate you being here, my man. Absolutely. Come back pleasure. anytime. Open door policy here. Absolutely. And, hey, this uh, is a pleasure. It's a lot of fun to, to talk about the uh, the, the, uh, the cheating patriots, those those New England cheatriots, right? That's, is that what that's it is? right, Bella boy. Bella cheat. We got to get that out of the picture. <laughs> well, guys, listen, I appreciate you very much, and have a great night. You as well. Thank you for, for this. This is always fun. I look forward to the next one.